Listen, no, 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 KBOO, Portland, 90.7 FM, you don't know. KBOO Community Radio and the Jazz Society of Oregon are proud to present the 42nd Annual Cathedral Park Jazz Festival broadcast July 15, 16, and 17 at Cathedral Park in North Portland. KBOO will begin the live broadcast this Friday at 4.30 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday's broadcast will get underway at 1 p.m. That's the 42nd Annual Cathedral Park Jazz Festival broadcast, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, here on your community radio station, KBOO Portland. Yeah. 
welcome to the Talking Earth, and uh, I got interested in Cajun music. Uh, soleil, uh it means beautiful sun, and then uh, this uh, little album is uh, um, uh, really kind of neat. Uh, it's oh, it's Louisiana Cajun uh, classics, but uh, I'm gonna play uh, snippets of this. But how are you today, Patrick? And uh, um, this doing will be. Well. Oh, you don't know. Ach, no, I'm, doing, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Well, you you brought some Baudelaire, but you're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna talk about some other things. But here in KBO Portland. What are we gonna talk about, dear? Okay. Oh, I just K, KBO Portland. Yeah. And and uh, I uh, I had a birthday on the Fourth of July, and I I no more birthdays, so I cut it cut it off, but I actually have liked uh, the fireworks display, the Chinese did beautiful pyrotechnics, uh, and and I think that, uh, uh, and this was in the front part of my uh, Malanoche book, but you know, I, and, and fireworks were sort of banned. We didn't really have, oh, pets hate fireworks, don't they? Yes. Dogs just go nuts. I've seen dogs run down the highway. Our cats hate them, too. Oh, do cats hate them, too? Yeah. Yes. Well, this poem is not very long, but uh, it, uh, uh, for me, and I'll do a little more Cajun, then we're going to get back, but I want to make this, I've done this in many ways, and so let's just do it now. Uh. Fourth of July fireworks. If you can make love against the black sky like Fourth of July fireworks. First there's a wobbling upward and soothing ah gasp of pleasure as the orangish, bluish white fingers curl and expand with a poof reach out, touching and embracing. And here's the kicker. Then there's a boom. If the making love is good, which you feel in your belly forever like a bomb blast. When you look at fireworks, remember this delicate trace for it lasts which lasts only for seconds, etches itself in eternity. The orgasmic acts of you and your lover go. Ah, poof, boom, if you're lucky. Body and soul, thrill and dazzling freedom, thunderous wonder as the night sky flowers in gorgeous falling fiery bursts which darken shimmering and metallic a spark at a time just as our love fades neuron by neuron startlingly satisfied we are recorded in the heavens by such humanly manufactured displays 
Love competes with the stars. Well, anyway, uh, it was my 81st birthday, and I didn't, I don't, no more birthdays, unbirthdays. When you're younger, your birthday is your Earth Day because you're growing into your life, and uh, when you're older like I am, uh, your birthday is your death day. You'll soon be in the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, in the cemetery. A little more Cajun, and we'll cut it off, and then we'll keep going. Cajun music and it's French uh, dialect, isn't it? Creole and uh, yeah. uh, everybody loves New Orleans and they like the black music, which I do too, and all of that. But but I, I love the uh, Cajun music. I really got deeply into it. I got deeply into it. There we go. Ed Zydeco came from here. The, uh, I love the Zydeco. Zydeco. I thought Zydeco came from New Orleans. What's that, dear? I thought Zydeco came from New Orleans, didn't it? No, but that's Cajun back then. Yeah, no, it's Cajun music, yes. Okay. We're enough of that. Yeah. Uh, you were in the record store, so... Uh, but actually, I think the... Cajun people are outside of town. Oh yeah, no, they're not in New Orleans. No, 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 I, no, no. I'd like to go down there because uh, I really like them. And but, um, I mean, that's kind of like the the Louisiana's kind of roots of like it's the roots oh, of jazz and it's the roots oh, of Cajun. And well, 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 you know, uh, Cajun though. Or it's we're going back Cajun. to Evangeline. You know, uh, let, let's just do a little quick history lesson. Uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson bought the Louisiana Purchase. From Bonaparte, he was out of money, and the French. Yeah. And and uh, and then the Louisiana uh, expedition, uh, Lewis and Clark. Uh, they didn't know what was out here, but that increased uh, the United States half or more uh, from St. Louis on, and and uh, and then uh, poor Meriwether Lewis uh, was made governor, and it got complicated and. Uh, but the, uh, the great uh, Lewis and Clark expedition, uh, uh, Meriwether Lewis was the personal secretary of Thomas Jefferson, and uh, when he committed suicide uh, at Grinder's Stand, he was trying to defend his political career. Uh, uh, there was only one woman witness, and Grinder's Stand was on the road back to Washington, D.C., and 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 they claimed he committed suicide. Well, it was baloney. I mean, he was uh, assassinated, you know. And he people even had uh, 
his horse and some of his uh, saddlebags with the some of the notes from the Lewis and Clark expedition. And, you know, I like to show to be, um, as a little historical, uh, I, like, I like literature and history. So uh, mixed together, and I think we always need to know the context of when the poet or the writer was working, see? And you've got Baudelaire, and we could talk about Paris and that, that period there. Uh, let me do, um, well, are you ready? Uh, do you, you wanna, do, why did you pick Baudelaire, will you? I just happened to be reading him. You just happened to be reading him, yeah, you've got, they Fleur du Mal, I was looking where my Flowers of Evil and Paris Spleen. Yeah, I love Paris Spleen, and actually, um, uh, Baudelaire was a huge uh, uh, power on, and, and, and I'm gonna do a, a Edgar Allan Poe thing, but, uh, he translated Baudelaire. Baudelaire translated and uh, made Poe. Made Poe uh, a uh, international uh, character on the scene and murder in the remember murder in the Rue Morgue. Yeah. And actually, Poe is known for creating the detective story. That's enough sound bites. But yeah, where where do you want to go? What poem do you, did you get? Uh, I am going to read this prose poem. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Very short, from Paris Spleen. The dog and the perfume bottle. Good dog, good dog, nice puppy, come here. Come smell this excellent perfume from the best perfumer in town. And the dog wagging his tail, which I believe is that creature's way of laughing and smiling, came over and stuck his curious wet nose to the uncorked bottle. Then he backed off abruptly in alarm and barked at me reproachfully. Ah, you miserable dog. If I offered you a sack of excrement, you'd have smelled it with delight and perhaps devoured it. In this regard, my friend, you're like the public to whom one should never offer a delicate perfume. Repeat that line. I like that again. In this regard, my friend, you're like the public to whom one should never offer a delicate perfume. It exasperates them. Give them only carefully selected garbage. <laughs> well, you know, that's, so, that's cast your pearls before the swine. You well, know? the other thing is, is that... Uh, oh, read another one. Come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. While, uh, while he I'll did, try the French. While he did help uh, Poe's reputation, he didn't have the best reputation in France while he was alive. He was well, alive. no, he, he was made every, pissed everybody off. He made him angry, yeah. Yeah, well, not just that. He wasn't as... I mean, he thought he should have been more famous and... Uh, oh yeah, no, he got very uh, mean old man kind of guy. Yeah. He was kind of like that, but uh, he he was great. He would give me he, another this, one. He described what was going on in the street as opposed to beautiful flowers somewhere else. Uh, I don't live by this poem, um, but yeah, this is another prose poem from Paris Spleen. Get drunk, always be drunk. That's it, <laughs> the great imperative. In order not to feel time's horrid fardel bruise your shoulders, grinding you into the earth, get drunk and stay that way. On what? <laughs> Wine, poetry, virtue, whatever, but get drunk. And if you sometimes happen to wake up on the porches of a palace, in the green grass of a ditch, in the dismal loneliness of your own room, your drunkenness gone or disappearing, ask the wind, the wave, the star, the bird, the clock, Ask everything that flees, 
Everything that groans or rolls or sings, everything that speaks, ask what time it is. And the wind, the wave, the star, the bird, the clock will answer you. Time to get drunk. Don't be martyred slaves of time. Get drunk forever. Stay drunk. Get drunk. Unwind. <laughs> poetry. Virtue. Whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of a hypocrite reading that. I haven't had anything to drink in like six years. Oh, you're not a hypocrite. Uh, talk well, about your cat. Now, let me let me see the French. Yeah, the, well, no, I think... I have a, a, the, uh, the bookmark is... Yeah, you have Le Fleur de Mal. No, you don't, but anyway. Uh, he got into trouble. Um... um L'un d'éclair avec son ador, la toi en toi, mais son nature. Nature, one lights you up with ardor, another offers you his gloom. Ce qui dit l'un sepulture. That which says to one, the tomb de la autre vie est splendide. Says the other, life and splendor. This is called the alchemy of grief. You know, you give them Le Fleur de Mal, uh, the flowers of evil. Uh, but you know, do do a little bit more. Did you have uh, some little more notes? You said another fellow had been uh, uh, Baudelaire. Clark, Clark Ashton Smith was influenced by Baudelaire. Guys. I don't know who he is. So he, he was a contemporary of. Uh, he wrote. Uh, fantastic fiction like horror and fantasy and he oh, was really? kinda, but the thing is he was most influenced by Baudelaire in that Baudelaire is like the start of uh, the decadent poets you yeah, know, they, like everything uh, is going to die yeah. just get drunk and just do whatever and that's kind of well that's, that's called the uh, the purple the multi d of the the purple purple prose uh, no, the purple century. I mean, the end. Uh, the the pur you know, the, the decadent era is called the yeah. purple. Yeah. Uh, well, that that was definitely a big influence of Clark Ashton Smith because everything's dying and falling apart. And and, and, and where and where did he, where did Clark Ashton Smith uh, uh, write from? The United States or? You know? Yeah, he lived in California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, it was a lot like uh, Lovecraft in other ways, which I won't mention, but. It's too bad, but uh, yeah. Whereas, like, well, it like, seems like Lovecraft, we did a little bit on Lovecraft. Yeah, well, he, he had unfortunate opinions about ethnicity and all that. Um, but the at the same time, he was a little more worldly than Lovecraft was. But the thing is, is that uh, it seems like uh, from Don't what read I read of Baudelaire, he was much more. Uh, he was fine with anyone's ethnicity. He just lived out in the the world and knew it was all terrible. Well, okay, okay. Sort of. It seems like I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Walt. Well, no, we're not. We're, we're having a dialogue here. I don't. I don't. I'm not. Don't, don't have you here just to correct you. <laughs> well, yeah, but you might know more about Baudelaire. Oh, I. There's a lot to, lot to deal read. with. Uh, I have a, a museum photo. Actually, I thought I might do uh, Rambeau and Verlaine were lovers, and uh, Bob Dylan has a famous line. Uh, uh, our relationship was like <laughs> Verlaine and, and Rambo, who ran away to Harar and became a, a, a gun runner and et cetera. But uh, and actually, he caught you know uh, Rambo. Uh, I call him the punk poet. Uh, he quit writing at twenty. Uh, now is the time. Uh, a season in hell and uh, Henry Miller championed him, and uh, uh, Rambo has. Uh, now is the time of the assassins. 
and that's what Henry Miller called his take on on Rambo. Yeah. But um, well, well, give us a little more, and and, and I wish you had a poem here, a personal poem. Oh, I might eventually, but not right now. Okay. Met Metamorphoses of the Vampire. Um, yeah, you could guess where uh, uh, yeah. Clark Ashton Smith got influenced, and why why uh, Baudelaire loved Poe as well. The woman, in the meantime, she with strawberry lips, moved like a snake on embers, writhing from her hips, kneading her breasts upon the iron edge of her, her stays, and flowing words, impregnated with musk, yeah. she says, I have a humid kiss, I well know the science of shaking loose in bed the bonds of antique conscience. I dry up every tear, my bosom is triumphant. I change an old man's laugh to the laughter of an infant. For him who sees my nakedness without the scarves, I am the moon, the sun, the heaven, and the stars. I am, my dear savant, so wise in ecstasy, that when in my dread arms I smother men on me, or when to bitings I surrender up my breast, timid and libertine and fragile and robust, upon these mattresses agape with gaiety, the angels impotent would damn themselves for me. Uh, do you want me to keep re reading? This well, like, well, you know, you know what, um, uh, you do what a lot of people do at open mics and stuff. Uh, maybe oh, you need more breath space in some of these things. Don't read it as and, fast. And more phrasing, don't read it so fast. But that's all right. Read and some more lines. Here. After she had sucked up every gout of marrow, that's, I, turned to her, I turned to her again, despondent in my sorrow, to give a kiss of love, and I discovered this. A goat-skin flask with gummy sides, a sack of pus. Shuddering in horror, I shut both my eyes, and when I opened them again to living lights, there lay beside me not the lusty mannequin, who'd seemed somehow to get my blood beneath their skin, but trembling in, in confusion, a skeleton's debris. Without a wind, it gave a weathercock's cree-cree, or like a signboard hanging on a shaft of steel, Swinging in the winter night sets up a squeal. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I uh, think you should keep reading. You said you're an uh, expert in, uh, or not an expert, you're German. <laughs> German. Uh, I, I envision Deutsch. Okay. Well, uh, you don't know what I said. Yes, I do. Deutsch is German, and I know. Uh, oh, you know you know what I uh, envision what Deutsch means? What's Bedeutis do? What does it mean? Uh, a little, A little German. Oh, a little German. <laughs> my, my, my Deutsch is sehr schlecht. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I uh, would want to give you a, maybe a Hermann Hesse, uh, uh, his poems book, but I don't find them to be that exciting. Uh, let's, uh, I, I, I like uh, Hermann Hesse, who did, uh, uh, come on, Walt. He Steppenwolf. Did. Demian. Steppenwolf, Demian. He had a huge run in America. Yeah. yeah. He was last a, Bead Game. The Last Bead Game was intense. and it, I haven't read that one. I read Demian and Steppenwolf. Demian uh, is a great one because uh, with Demian you had... Um, um, that was early on, too. Yeah, it, what you had is... Uh, it, 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 I think it's bisexuality and... and, and uh, Demian, oh. we named uh, somebody's kid Demian, but um, here I we'll we'll take a little 
we we got to move on, you know. But it, it's too bad. We we can move on. But we to hell with it. We're just gonna move. Um, this is we'll do a little Billy Holiday here. Do I like that one? It sounds kind of wimpy. Once I was young, okay. Yesterday, perhaps. Well, that works for birthday thing for me. Dance with Jim and Paul and kiss some other chaps. Once I was young, but never was naive. I thought I had a trick or two up my imaginary sleeve. And now I know I was naive. I didn't know what time it was. Then I time issue with you. Now, I know you're not my age. I, I turned time 81. Issue? Time. I mean, time and death, and what do you think about all that? Do you, are you starting to feel some of that? I mean, you don't have oh, to Oh, that me. I'm old and creaky? Yes. Well. Like, like my cats? Yes. Your, your cats, but you're, you're not your cat. No, no. You identify with your cat. I identify with my cat. My cat identifies with me. He's old and creaky too now. But no. you know, um, we're all we're all gonna you know. Well, well, we're what what go. what we're what what do you think about time and death and all that uh, garbage? I mean, you know, what, what <laughs> garbage. I don't believe in an afterlife, and uh, and I said this is going to be an unbirthday show, which it is for the fourth. But you know, um, to hell with it. I'm not going to think about it. People want to read my tarot. They want to read my palm. Oh, when's Walt going to die? To hell with you. I'll die when yeah. I die. Well, the tarot wouldn't necessarily tell you that. Well, I knew some people that could really read. Oh, they, they would think, okay. They were very good, actually. Uh, and I, 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 they don't read my, no, no one reads my tarot. I don't want my fortune told. I don't, I don't know if you want that. I don't. Yeah. I want to keep on trucking until, you know, I drop... Uh, Dead. We were talking about Jerry Garcia, and this will be uh, politically incorrect. I don't really care. 
I met him at Ken Kesey's and uh, he's a stone cold eyed heroin addict around the table he wouldn't talk to me and then later he would die in rehab and and the kids loved you know the Grateful Dead yeah I, well there's I, lots of musicians that were heroin addicts Charlie Parker Oh, oh, a lot of a lot were Kurt and, Cobain. and we were talking about Lenny Bruce here died of uh, OD and, uh, and, 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 the, and and Billie and Holiday. Billie Holiday did. Well, was it heroin for her? I can't remember. It was heroin. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a yeah. Actually, I, you know, I have to say this. It's like when I was working at a record store first. We're, to we're, tell us an anecdote, yeah. And this is slightly personalize this. Yeah, I had a you know one time I I dyed my hair green. I was young. I was in my twenties. Oh, yeah, yeah, dyed tell my me. hair green. And then the owner of the record store saw that, you know, I dyed my hair green and I worked at a, a record store. It was kind of a... You know, was like, that on the East Coast or... No, it was here in Portland. And the, the owner, I'm not going to say his name. I don't know oh, you don't have to say store, But like, you know, it was kind of, he was kind of influenced by All About Jazz. And this is like a long time ago. And he was like, I'd rather... He, he said he'd rather I did heroin with his money than dry my hair green. Oh! But, whoa. like, think about it. From his perspective, he's a jazz aficionado. I mean, what what happens if you do heroin? You start making music Yeah, like but I, I, I don't think anyone in their right mind would uh, uh, be laudatory about heroin. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have been. Uh, I know so many people that their lives constructed, deconstructed. Uh, Marjorie was an uh, addict because... Uh, she went back to Nepal where her cockney, uh, and actually where uh, anyone who wants to know, uh, Penny Allen is coming here who did property and paid her, but uh, Leanne Grable has done 400 uh, uh, drawings for the uh, Marjorie Book class lady. Oh, and wow. I just I just heard from the Oregonian, uh, you know, that, um, and this guy wants to me to tell him a little more about, about Marjorie, but, uh, she didn't tell me later. She, uh, uh, Marjorie Sharp. And you know what? The French are so doctrinaire or bureaucratic. Everyone gets credits on the property movie in France. The, 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 it, it's sort of famous in France. Uh, and because her, she only used the name Marjorie, <laughs> and they wouldn't put the, her name in there. Marjorie Sharp, you know, because they didn't they didn't have a last name for her. You know, the French are, man, they're so something. So she, does, she doesn't get credits for it? but I, I didn't see it on the credits, you know, in the... Uh, are we sure it's the French or is it just the... No, movie? no, it's the it, French. Oh, this it? this was a, uh, you know, a uh, celebratory uh, yeah. uh, uh, French version. It was sent to me, but I had to get it... Uh, uh, the, their DVDs don't play here, see? Oh, yeah. No, they don't play here. No, I know. And, I know. and different uh, regions. They, they, I, I had to that. pay uh, $6, you know, to get bilingual or a translation of a, a property. But let's... Uh, uh, we're all right. Uh, what's the time, bro? Uh, we got about half an hour. Let's keep on rolling here. Keep on trucking. Uh We'll play a little um, Billy later on. I, uh, I, um, and actually, you think of where you want to go about something in, 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 in a minute. I can something right give, now. Give me, no, give, no, let me do one thing here. Okay, go for it. Uh, so, and I have, uh, there's a great photograph of Verlaine and, uh, uh, 
they there was some kind of supper that all the uh, and Baudelaire was there and Verlaine and 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 Rambeau were there. Um, but here's from uh, uh, a season in hell. Un saison en enfer. You know, I like I like. Je ne suis pas prisonnier de ma raison. J'ai dit du. I'm not a prisoner of my reason. I said God. Je veux la liberté. I want salvation. How am I to seek it? Frivolous tastes have left me. No more need of devotion or of divine love. No more regrets for the age of tender hearts. I reserve my place at the top of the angelic ladder of common sense. As for established happiness, domestic or not, no, I cannot. I'm too, too dissipated, too weak. Life flourishing through toil, old platitude is for me. My life is not heavy enough. It flies and floats far above action, that precious focus of the world. What an old maid I'm getting to be, lacking the courage to be in love with death. Well, I'm not in love with death, but if only God would grant me celestial aerial calm, prayer, like the ancient saints, saints, giants, leçon de four, the anchorites, you know, anchorites. The anchorites, the the uh, de artis cum il no faut plus. Artists such as are not wanted anymore. The saints were artists. Force continuel mon innocence me ferre plus It's just like the word for rain. My innocence would make me weep. La vie est la farce, amener partout. Life is the farce. We all have to lead. Enough! Assez, voici la punition, the punishment. En marche, march forward. Oh, my lungs are on fire, my temples roar. In the sunlight, this night rolls through my eyes, heart, limb. He's the punk poet, the scene in the hell, and the drunken boat, Arthur Rambeau. And I'm sure Rambeau and, uh, and, uh, Baudelaire knew each other, you know, but. <laughs> tell me a little more about Baudelaire. Why, why did he get so sour, puss? Oh, I don't know. Well, he didn't get, uh, he wasn't as famous as he felt he should have been. Oh, <laughs> I well, mean, that's that called like, ego. Yeah. yeah, no, but at the same time, I don't know that much about him, but I know that, uh, I mean, he also, I mean, he was, he had a choice of joining the army or writing poetry and being broke, and he chose being broke and writing poetry. Well, you know, the early photos of him, he's very dapper, very handsome. Very yeah, handsome. he wanted, he could have been a dandy, and he decided. Oh, God, to yeah, he was a dandy. Yeah, no, go ahead with that, because it's true. He, he was, he's magnificent, and I thought I had some great photographs here of, of, of him. Uh, what I wanted to continue here with, uh, I think, uh, 
I'll, I'll do a little more, and 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 I, I want you to chime in because uh, we're winging this, you know. We're yeah. we're absolutely winging this. <laughs> Maybe we're winging it. Um, you know, uh, there is so much stuff, you know. This I've done before. I won't read it. It's a shocking poem, um, uh, Rambo. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm trying to find the. Uh, this is rain and fire. Um, blood streaks the sky. My fist crammed up your ass. Disclaimer: hand and hole are a butt flower. Stars are not more passionate than we. Tighten your sphincter. So I don't have to go back to the world. I love you more than a brother. I hate the world and the world hates me. And ad live here because we have to, what do they do with the damn? Uh, oh, I know, there it is, maybe. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, Want me to read uh, something? Yeah, read it. Uh, we gotta okay. get, keep the energy up. This, this doesn't have a title. Uh, and I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna read it slow because it's a page and a half. Oh, don't read too much of it. Oh, no, go ahead. Go well, ahead. it kind of need to jump around on it, Joe. We we would like to thank you, Mexico Gomez. Excuse me, Mayor Wheeler, for your ability to teleport around the moneyverse and provide space for our workforce in Old Town. Dankeschön for leaving empty planters all along the watchtower. No, I am mistaken. Sixth Avenue to keep all the undesirables from setting up their tents and giving our hard working non-taxpaying employees somewhere to sit or lean on while slinging rock. We thank you for not enabling the various businesses in Old Town to survive either through tax breaks or rent forgiveness, instead gifting them money to move into other parts of town citizens are more likely to walk through. Thanks. Thank you, City Council and Metro, for ensuring that Portland has the crack, no excuse me, entertainment district it deserves. We hope the city's attorneys will aid the cause of our persecuted employees as well as they did the fool who stabbed the, a clean and safe officer with a pen in the back of his head. While he made bail in a month, we would prefer the next day street delivery afforded to Portland shoplifters since the pen is mightier and therefore more dangerous than the sword. We thank Portland City Slowdown, excuse me, the police union, for their support in our endeavors from refusing to arrest to lobbying to keep our profit margins higher than unregulated supply and demand would justify. Without your efforts, the cartels would, okay, not fail, but make a lot less market share. Sure, you object that your policy preferences are only influenced by what works best for Portland, but excuse me, sir, here's your, your taking, sir. Signed, Real Gangs of Portland. Well, you know, uh, let's comment on that lightly. Uh, what, um, what, what does that mean to you? What you just did? I mean, do you do you see the tented camps and the? The thing about the tented camps is that those what aren't are the gangs. What are you talking? I want a little politics here. Yeah. Those aren't the gangs, and the thing is, the whole thing is moving. I mean, kind of what's going on is that there's a war between the, the gangs who used to have the turf downtown, you know. They is used, that your take on it? Yeah, because yeah, you live downtown. Yeah, they used the turf downtown, but they lost it during COVID because they didn't feel like gutting it out and no one was coming around um, to buy anything by the, you know, those products we spoke of earlier um, that, 
And then, uh, you know, the homeless people kind of, you know, the tents came in, you know, they took up the turf and now other people want the turf back. And the question I'm asking is like, why? I mean, yeah, everyone wants the, you know, the businesses want the homeless out and yeah, okay, great. But you really think the gangs are going to move back in because they already are. Okay. And, and, all, and do you hear the gunshots downtown and stuff? Sometimes, yeah. And it's mostly almost people getting shot at. Oh, yeah. No, uh, with gangs, most of them are the ones that go down. There's only a few side victims, you know. Uh, uh, well, no. The thing is, it's not a war between the gangs and other gangs. It's a war between the gangs and the homeless people who may also be selling stuff. Well, they probably are. Yeah, but, that's uh, that's kind of what's going on is that the most... Well, you, like, you live down by cent, a Central City Concern. I won't yes. say where, but you yeah, live down I there. Yeah, I live in the... Yeah. And uh, down They've there... They've done a the, wonderful job there. Central, you like what they're doing? In, I'm being uh, sarcastic. Oh, sarcasm. Okay. Yeah, I'm being like Baudelaire. Okay, you're being... <laughs> I'm being mean-spirited, like an old grump like Baudelaire. Well... Catch you. I'll just pump it up. Everybody just yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Cajun music. Oh, the thing that we did before. <laughs> That's really kind of a waltz, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm just playing a little. We, I like to break it some music a little bit. And I'll turn it down. I like the Cajun thing. I'm gonna go to Louisiana. I want some energy in this. Okay, we'll break that down, and uh, I, I have to bring Poe, but I have to bring Poe back in. Yeah, let's bring Poe in right now. Uh, so, when I learned how he died, uh, what happened was, uh, and he had, uh, what happened was the politicals, he was such a famous guy in Baltimore, that they took him around during the election nearing because he's a famous guy he's going to get him some votes maybe something like that and they made him drunk and he wasn't his brain wasn't up to it uh one of the great quotes in here is uh when when he was really strong poe quote my whole nature utterly revolts at the idea that there is any being, capital B, in the universe 
superior to myself. <laughs> and I, uh, at the bins the other day, I got a thousand page uh, unabridged Poe, and I'm not gonna do that. So let's, uh, let's skim this just a little bit. A letter to Edgar A. Poe, that's what he called himself, Edgar. Dear E.A. Poe, you're long since dead. Nevermore. When I think of you, I see black bells ringing the tintinnabulation, your word, a raven alighting on a black and broken branch, then squawking, roasting, roosting in the top of a fir tree, not far from the family back door, pretending to prophesy the rustling of black crepe paper. You know, in those days, in the 19th century, they left people in the room, corpses overnight or two until yeah. it got too hot. And so you, everybody could visit the uh, corpse, you know. Uh, and elaborately, now this is what he did. An elaborately constructed coffin comes to mind. It didn't do any good, Poe. Specifically fitted to have an air pipe <laughs> food in case of emergency <laughs> and a buzzer to call for help. You didn't want to be buried alive. And in that era, you know, a lot of people were, yeah. uh, they, they died and they were, you know, they, they, they thought they were dead and they wake up on the mortuary table. But, you know, given the state of contemporary mortuary science, present day medicine men, Yours was a reasonable request. Did fans of poetry listen at your burial site? The dark runnels of rain flooding ditches of winter, rotten leaves, rain, constant weeping mist, a downpour, gusty, hard blowing storms. They bring no peace and wet monotony. I hate black winter in Oregon. The musical sun entombed in the clouds. Rob that jewel from its grave. The tintinnabulation, tiny tinny bells, the raindrops drumming in the drain spout, keep a saturated mind awake. The telltale heart tapping out its prelude to cardiac arrest. A monkey trained to murder, that's murder in the Rue Morgue. A yelling suburbanite bricked in his own wine cellar the gold bug whose followers are legion. Every damp one of us owns a piece of your dire, dire vision. The doper with drooping mustache. Sinister cinema on Saturday night TV. The red face of a friend of mine on LSD rubbed raw. He swore he could see the arteries and veins beneath the mask of skin. Tarantula ghoul. What actually did happen to your walking corpse? You know, this is what a pickle and booze like us in a Portland tavern. A rumor had it Politico's commandeered his person during a campaign caper. You were picked up in Baltimore, drunk out of your mind, near Ryan's Fourth Ward polls, 1st of October, 1849, taken to the hospital unconscious. Delirium set in vacant converse with spectral and imaginary objects on the walls. You said the best thing your best friend could do would 
blow, blow out your brains with a pistol, wanting to sink into the earth, violent DTs, resisting two nurses, calling out for one named Reynolds, whoever that was, rest for a short time. His last words, you know, I liked all these last word things. Lord, help my poor soul. And, and then I said he was, uh, aren't we childishly curious about the words of a famous man? Will they impart a magical secret off the deathbed? Edgar, if I thought it was any drier there in Richmond, I'd trade places with your glossy bones. Who wants to be buried anyhow, scorched, pulverized, or hung in a tree? What's going to happen to my body? Sad, temporary thing painted and sculpted by myself and my friends. The microorganisms, the vitamins, the glands, the fickle loves. A freckle is an electable dot. The iridescent green moss thrives on soft stone of funeral vaults, chills and hollow muscle of my heart. Poe is dead in the deluge. Only one thing makes me feel more melancholy, to gaze with sorrowful eyes into a muddy chicken run, stupid birds coldly pecking, clawing at the slop, their cream and dark excrement in the barnyard. Though Eureka, this is the last paragraph, was your ultimate speculation on the universe, you had nothing else to say. Creation came from a germ of energy to expand in an electrical cloud of matter, to contract in annihilation. He had a girlfriend he called, my dear Muddy. <laughs> you nicknamed your lady friend, wanting her to commit suicide with you at the last, writing her wildly with whom you were willing to share your last two dollars now give my regards to the raving. Were you really writing about, were you really writing about, what you're really writing about was the business of decease. Sir, cease. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, uh, this death thing and all of that, and that we, that was uh, Cajun. We don't need more goddamn Cajun. Well, Do you want to go move on to Wall Stevens? Oh, shoot. After disposing of Poe? <laughs> well, I, uh, in 2014, April, I hope this program has some juice for people, but uh, I wrote a thing about Ivy and uh, the women in Greece, because of Bacchus, the god of ecstasy, we're allowed to go crazy and nuts and yeah. run into the wilderness. And so I wrote this poem, uh, Ivy, and I think I'll start a little bit there. And um, Ivy, I disagree with its critics who describe tenacious Ivy as invasive. Sure it is, it can strangle native trees. However, one can chop it back and liberate native species. Ivy is the signature vine of Bacchus, or in Greek, Dionysus, the god of ecstasy, drunkenness, and Bacchanalia. Greek women went mad and ran naked in the wilderness. They ate raw flesh. 
escape their husbands, boyfriends, women's lib, <laughs> and male domination for a time. The Bacchae, the, the women were named, were um, fierce, free from society for a day or two anyway. Went crazy, so do I. Release inhibition, then celebrate the wild goat of nature. British Philippines, uh, Greek lovers, planted it around cottages, university walls. Evergreen, ivy never withers or dies. Its persistence is a sign of the power of nature to endure. Michelangelo's great grape and vine festoon Bacchus is a sensual, joyous marble masterpiece. My botanical book claims ivy heals certain ills. Wine sparks and soothes the human spirit. Everywhere I go and see green ivy, eternal and ecstatic, I drink a toast, toast to its inspiration and the Greek gods, white wine, wild women, art, and earth soul. I pluck a leaf and put it in my pocket for good luck. And just a couple more little remarks here, and we'll, we need a little more media. We'll do something. Are you? One can't escape being God. That's one of my sayings. One can't escape being God. Even though there is no God, we make God up. We become God. Quote, the nature of nature, capital N, is changing. Planetary history will never be the same. We all know this. We feel it at an intuitive level. 2014 again and 2014. Life, light, and love, all capitals, are all are one. Now, um, come on, Walt. Uh, Wallace Stevens. Okay, Wallace Stevens. Play a bit of the little old man. Seventh and no, we morning. Don't. We don't do what the hell. Uh, no, we don't. We can't do this. This is not going to work. We're, we're not. We're not doing this. This is. We're going to cue and. Uh, I'm going to do. You know, I wonder. Uh, you, you you talk about Wallace Stevens because. Um, I got one of his books, and he's just amazing, you know, really amazing guy, amazing guy. So, um, in his, um, well, okay, uh, we have, we don't have much time, do we? No, nope. we've got about seven minutes at this point. Okay. Well, Wallace Stevens uh, was an insurance executive and kind of a, I thought a colorless guy. You corrected on me on that. Or I may, I may be wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but he uh, he has a strange. I think he used the word oblique way of of uh, what uh, writing a poem. Yes. And and he was a kind of philosophical poet, which a lot of poets aren't particularly. I I think, but. Uh, I'm going to do an anecdote of the jar. I want you to think about this. I placed a jar in Tennessee, and round it was upon a hill. It made the slovenly wilderness surround that hill. The wilderness rose up to it and sprawled around no longer wild. The jar was round upon the ground and tall and of a port in air. 
It took dominion everywhere. The jar was gray and bare. It did not give a bird or bush like nothing else in Tennessee. And the poem that I really loved, and I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to go out with uh, doing the, the Picasso painting, the, the blue, but 13 ways of looking at a blackbird. Uh, and the one I really love is, no, I really love the emperor of ice cream. Oh yeah. Uh, where the hell is that? Come on. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to go out by playing guitar and God help you, uh, all. And, uh, but where's the emperor of ice cream? The only emperor is the emperor of ice cream. Extreme. Ice cream. <laughs> you can't. Ice cream, you scream. Anyway, we're running out of time here, but, but the, the, uh, Wallace Stevens, I, you might be surprised at how philosophical and, uh, oh, Jesus, I can't, I never find anything when I want it. Um, but the emperor of ice cream is, is all right. But, so, uh, okay. We'll turn it up. We got it. You're, um, the man with the blue guitar. It's from the Picasso painting. There's a hunch over old man who's got a blue guitar. I have a blue guitar in front of me. They said you have a blue guitar. You do not play things as they are. The man replied. Things as they are are changed upon the blue guitar. And then they said, but play. You must attune beyond us, yet ourselves attune upon the blue guitar of things exactly as they are. I gotta bring a world quite round. I patch it best as I can. I sing a hero's head, large eyes, and bearded bronze, but not a man, although I patch him as I can, reach through him almost to man. It's a serenade almost to man is to miss by that things as they are. Say that it's the serenade of a man that plays a Ah, but to play man, number one, to drive the dagger in his heart, to lay his brain upon the board, to nail his thought across the door, to strike his living high and ho, tick and tock it, turn it true, to hang it from a savage blue, blue, jangling the metal of the strings. So, that's life then. Things as they are, that's a question mark. It picks its way on the blue guitar. A million people on one string 
and all their manner in the thing, and all their manner right and wrong, and all their manner weak and strong. The feelings crazily crafty call like a burning of flies in autumn air, and that's life. Then things as they are, the burning of the blue guitar. Do not speak to us of the greatness of poetry, of the torches whispering in the underground, of the structure of vaults upon a point of light. There are no shadows in our sun. Day, desire, desire, night, sleep. There are no shadows anywhere. The earth for us is flat and bare. There are no shadows. Poetry, exceeding music must take the place of empty heaven and its hymns. Ourselves in poetry must take their place even as the chattering of your guitar, attuned beyond us as we are, yet nothing changed by the blue guitar. Go, go read some Wallace Stevens. Uh, I'm going to put on... And we're ending here. We're ending, aren't we? We're ending here. we got to end here, God damn it. Uh, come on, come on, Curtis. Okay, hit it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Who knows? You tell us what it means. <laughs> it means KBO Portland. <laughs> KBO Portland and... Uh, Talking Earth. Uh, with my engineer, Patrick Bocard, and you know... I wanted to indulge myself and have a happy unbirthday when you're 81. That's and don't the way let them do don't let them uh, try to twist your arm so that you get I hate the song happy birthday. I hate it. Okay, we know let's just we got one that was, yeah.